we head on over to the KRDO Newsline, we are joined by Justin Finch, ABC News correspondent, who's discussing this rail worker strike that's looming. Justin, what's the latest? Uh, Shannon, good morning. So what we have here are 12 of the nation's big rail unions. They have gone through their ratification process of a five-year labor deal. Uh, Eight have voted in favor. Four have now voted against. So those four unions have agreed to remain on the job despite voting no until at least early next month so negotiations can continue. So the deadline now for an agreement now moves to December 9th. That is the last day before a strike could be avoided. That would be uh, a very bad scenario for the country's supply chain, of course, the economy too. The president being briefed is saying he will do what he can to avert a strike. Uh, The press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, saying preparations and planning are now underway for all possible outcomes here, but still encouraging both sides to work in good faith. If we do get to a point where a strike happens, this could cost the U.S. economy potentially uh, $2 billion a day directly impact the shipment of goods across the country. The rails are so a crucial way that we ship goods across the country. Uh, trucks alone, barges alone cannot do that same labor. Right. And here, of course, in Landlock, Colorado, that is uh, something that uh, is critical. But I think a lot of people um, avoid thinking about it. I mean, we have uh, freight rail that goes through our town all the time, but we also don't have commuter rail. And so I think that tends to take people's attention off it and how important it is uh, here in Colorado. So let's talk about uh, why they rejected uh, what had been apparently a White House brokered uh, deal. It, w- were there just some aspects of the contract that they just couldn't stomach? Yeah, there, there seems to be uh, a lot of sticking points that are over the pay and also the benefits, including sick time. That, as we saw with those 12 unions ratifying, a lot of them still agree with them. But within those those. Uh, four, we, we still have these unions that are still kind of on the fence about it. Again, eight voting in favor, four against. Uh, but they could be forced by Congress to continue negotiations in the cool-off period or be forced to work under those terms. Congress does have a say in this. Uh, the issue is Congress is now on break. When they return on the 29th, this will greatly shrink that window. They will have to keep an eye on those talks and decide what to do. Also putting pressure on those unions to get to a deal. If we do get to the 9th of December, it's very likely Congress could step in and take some action and perhaps prevent a work stoppage. Uh, We don't know how long that will take or what the response might be from those unions. And in the past, I think uh, there has been, uh, you know, a lot of uh, economists who've offered analysis on why inflation was happening and supply chain issues, uh, the war in Ukraine, shipping concerns, etc. But here we are. Do you think this is uh, uh, an instance of maybe workers unions saying if if we can't try to push through uh, a new contract now when companies are able to command higher prices because of inflation, we're never going to get a chance to do so? You, you do get a sense that these unions might be working to try and make the most of this moment. Lots of tension on all sides, the economy going on, uh, their needs are on the table. This could be a time where they may feel they could strike and 
or, or strike in the sense of <laughs> uh, put their approach on the table and get what they're looking for. But in the terms of doing so, we could see a labor stoppage as well. But we do know that uh, they have been operating for many years from their standpoint, not getting what they deserve specifically in pay. And in terms of sick leave and family leave, they're saying because they are such a critical engine in the economy, they hardly ever get time off to to recover from illness or to tend to their family or loved ones. So this appears to be post-COVID-19, a real breaking point for these negotiations. All right, Justin Fish, ABC News correspondent. Thank you for that update. Thank you.